Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast postgame show. Hawks lose 6-4 to the Dallas Stars. They're seventh straight loss. We're going to get all to it. Mario Tarabasi and Jay Zawoski here in our CHGO West Loop Studios. Greg Boyson will join us from the United Center momentarily. We, as always, are presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, like my CHGO Bulls shirt right here. Looks good on camera, I have to say. Right as my color, it matches my sunburned skin. Just gross. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> So use that promo code CHGO. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit. At points bet. So, yeah, here we are. Seven straight losses. Yeah. Uh, Hawks are playing out the string here. Moral victory? They weren't terrible for the entire game? Yeah. They technically scored four goals, but only two of them came from the Blackhawks. Yeah, right. right. Like, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it it was a game that, you know, they, they looked a little bit more like the active team. But it was just, you know, Kevin Lankin and some of the some of the goals you you can't hang fully on him. But some of them tonight were just like, man, you got it. Like just losing his net again. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's just it's just something that, you know, I we were talking about it during the game. I'm just questioning like, you know, Lankinen, Delia, Soderbloom, maybe they just scrap it. Yeah. Scrap it and just go into next season completely fresh. I mean, they'll still keep Soderbloom around. I mean, he's been doing pretty well in, in Rockford and he's, you know, young. But maybe it's you know Lankin and Delia scrap them and just see see what you see what you got next season. Yeah, I, what we're learning is that neither Kevin Lankin or Colin Delia and not, Delia came in in a tough situation right. and was welcomed to the game with chaos. his first shift losing his stick <laughs> and complete chaos. But Delia wants elsewhere, which is understandable. Yeah. And Lankin is just he's not an NHL goalie. He's just not, and he played better last year. But he's had his opportunity to prove his point and to make his case for Kyle Davidson and Derek King and all the Hawks brass, and he's failed. He's flat-out failed. And look, like you said, you can't pin the loss on Kevin Lankinen, but now and again, in a, you're, you've lost six in a row. You've got off to a good start. Make a big save once, mm-hmm. right? While you can't blame him, at some point you want your goalie to – do the splits and make a kick save. He's got no business making. Yeah. Or raw, it just doesn't happen often enough with Lankin. And, and there's too many nights where I'm looking at him like, there's just too many flaws in his game. He'll never control the rebounds. He loses his net and the puck multiple times a game. It's just not an option. They've got it. One of the many things this team needs to solve right now 
is the franchise goalie going forward because it sure as hell is not on the roster right now. Whether, whether or not it's Irvin Soderbloom, we'll find out. Um, I'm blanking Jackson Strauber. Jackson Strauber. Strauber. Yeah. Is, uh, it was just brought into Rockford, so we'll see what he has to bring. But Jackson with the Drew Camesso right now is kind of the only hope the organization has, and, and that's, that's years away yet. Yeah, he's you know he's probably the best goaltending prospect they've had since since Corey Crawford, but it's it's going to be at least another season before he entertains the idea of you know turning turning pro. He's going to go back to college and play another year at, at Boston University, which is the right thing to do. Um, so I don't I, you know I don't know what the, what what the answer is at goaltender. It's not Kevin Lankinen. I mean, it's not here. The thing is with Lankinen, he he kind of had a breakout season last year. And stole the starting job from Colin Dealey and Malcolm Subban when it was up for grabs, but but then this season, you know, he was he didn't have the the consistent playing time behind Mark Andre Fleury, and his shortcomings were, you know, we we were aware of them in his playing time, but Mark Andre Fleury played so often that you right. never really thought about you know Lankinen's issues that he was having this season, and then now he's been now it's it's his net quote-unquote, his net to lose. And he's losing it. And he's, and he's losing it constantly. Yeah. You don't want... What you don't want... I understand the Blackhawks are going to be rebuilding. They're not... You know, wins and losses don't technically matter right now. But what you don't want to see is a game where your goaltender is just constantly having an adventure. Like, that's not, that's not good. That's not going to give the players in front of him any confidence if they know that they're giving up, you know, not even just grade A quality chances against, but like grade B, grade C, if, if he's shaky and those, those, you know, not high quality chances are still getting through that puts a lot of pressure on the guys ahead of them because now they know we can't give up any, mis- we can't, can't make, make any mistake. mistakes because we yep. don't really have confidence in the guys stopping the puck. And when you play that way, you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. When I used to do my Bud Light on the glass events with Blackhawks players, I would always ask them about the goaltending and this is back when we're talking about Crawford and Darling and Crawford and Ranta and Crawford and Emery. And just, they would always say, no matter what season it was, it's great to know that every night we've got a goalie behind us that we know we can trust. We can know is going to make the routine save. So when we take a chance, we're not thinking in the back of our heads, oh God, mm-hmm. if this doesn't go right, we're screwed. And if, you, if you're a player that's hesitating to make those quick decisions offensively, you're Seth Jones, you're Jake McCabe, you're Alex Vlasic, whoever, and you see an opportunity to to pinch and make an offensive move, but that slight hesitation of, Lincoln is back there and he's struggling, that hesitation will cost you scoring chances, and it also gets you second-guessing in your game, which is never a good thing to do. This is The second-guessing is what a lot of players talked about with Cowlton in terms of the system. Mm-hmm. Was, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right you thing? Well, no, now it's too instinct. late. Yeah, You got to use your instincts, and when you don't trust the goalie behind you, you stop, your instincts start to change and you worry about playing safe, protecting things. And it's just not a great way to, it's just not a great way to go about things. So (laughs) yeah, I think there's somebody upstairs for the first time. We have some creaking above us or it's haunted and everybody should run. What was that? Yeah, we're good. I think yeah, we're, we're good. Right. I think we're good. There's, <laughs> I, I have never heard footsteps above me in this office yet. There is a floor so that was above interesting. Us. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. All right, anyways, All right, well, I'm, we're fine. Clark, if anything happens, the roof is not collapsing uh, in on us. Kevin's watching there. Maybe we can ask right, him yeah, if Kevin he knows anything. Here and protect yeah. us. Mm-hmm. 
get this get the official chgo shotgun <laughs> and protect the show at all costs anyways yeah. um there was some good to this game uh mostly in a broadcast booth with pat yes. foley and dale talent reuniting for enjoyable. pat foley's last year and it took i think it took dale a little while to start to get in the rhythm of calling a game again but once he did he was excellent i yeah. forgot how good he was talking about um he br- he did a great video breakdown of the little things Seth Jones does well, breaking up passes, blocking shots, getting his foot, getting his stick in the way, not letting plays happen, cutting off angles. Two minutes before that, he was critical of Jones, right before the second Robertson goal for not finishing his check in the corner for kind of being soft on a check. Yeah, That's what I love about a broadcaster. Someone can say, this was not great. This moment for Seth Jones was bad. But look at all this great stuff he's doing too. Mm-hmm. That's what a broadcaster should be. And I think Eddie is really good at that, but the chemistry that Pat and Dale have to get back together after what? They said the last time that they had done it was 2004. Yeah, I so... Think. Or no, yeah, the end of the yeah, 2003 so years. season. Yeah, it's a long time. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> long time, but yeah. I, I wish mean, I hadn't done that math. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was enjoyable to see them, uh, to hear see and hear them back together. Um, you know, it, Pat Foley just seemed like he was, you know, screw it. I got two broadcasts left. I'm just going to say whatever I want. He, he was throwing out the, you know, the old analogies. Um, what was the one? The, uh, seem, uh, talking I, about the goaltender, see more rubber than a dead cat on, yes, on the interstate. Yes. And there was other, uh, there was a prom one that I missed, but our guy, John Dietz grabbed it. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a scrum along the boards, more clutching than at a high school prom. <laughs> So yeah, it was fittingly enough. Sixty nine likes on that tweet from oh, John nice, Dietz. Nice. So I'm not gonna like that one. I'm gonna <laughs> John. I liked it, but I'm not gonna mess with it. It's leave too it, perfect. Leave it as is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was great to to hear those two back together and and the chemistry that they have. Like you, like you said, was was awesome. And you know, le- reliving some of the old uh, some of the old broadcast moments. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was good. The the, the broadcast added a, a little bit of of entertainment to the game, which was entertaining in and of itself in, in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. And, and it's, it's still weird to, to, to know that Pat Foley's time as the play by play voice is, is coming to an end. Sucks. And it's, it's weird that it's going to come to an end with so many games. I know it's quote unquote, so many games Isn't Thursday, the last game. Yeah. Thursday will be the last one. But so a, a handful of games to end the season won't have fully on the broadcast. And it's, it's just still feels weird. Yeah. I figured they would have let him, you know, kind of go, go towards the end of the year, but yeah, it'll be uh the last two will be this week. So it's, it's coming to an end. It's tough, man. Uh, I've said this before, but Pat Foley is the reason I got into broadcasting. I just, yeah. the guy was an idol of mine growing up and got to meet him a number of times, got to hang out with him one night in South Bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Patrick Manley, uh, who I used to work with at the score, took the entire crew out to a Notre Dame football game. Oh, fun. So we went out there the Friday night before and it stretched into Saturday morning. <laughs> and Pat Foley was there and it was just awesome. Like th- one, of the, one of the many pinch me moments I've had in my yeah. career was just me hanging out, drinking beer and talking hockey with Pat Foley. It's just never a bad time. Unreal. It was just such a cool night, and yeah. I remember a lot of it. Yeah, and, I really and do. Not all of it, but, but a lot of <laughs> the, the majority I, of it. I remember being there <laughs> yeah, and it right, happening. Right. Yeah. Well, I was loose yeah. enough to not just you know Chris Farley. I'm like, remember when when <laughs> yeah. remember when Dale said weenie? That that was awesome. 
I love that they started the broadcast with that tonight, oh, too. Oh, you had to. With the weenie. You got to play the I hits. was like, ah, are they going to play it safe? Because it's, you know, a little. But just the, the, the fact that hearing that highlight after all those years, they you could tell they had to cut their mics. They were laughing so hard mm-hmm. in that moment. And that's that's the sort of chemistry, man, that you just can't. You can't create it. You can't grow that in a in a in a lab. That is natural. Those are two great friends doing a broadcast, and that's why when it started tonight, it just sounded so natural. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Dave and Matt doing Bulls Post. Oh yeah, two buddies today. They today they they uh, shouted out in unison. Yeah, the, the same and Will of course. We just can't hear you as well, Will. You're too quiet. <laughs> Uh, by the way, yeah. Matt and Dave will have your Bulls post uh, not as soon as we're done, but shortly after we're done. So stick around for that. And the playoffs beginning for the Bulls very soon. Mm-hmm. And that is the that is all my basketball knowledge. They uh, they officially will face the Bucks. I learned that before we got on the broadcast. Giannis. So, yeah, Bucks. And Kareem, Bulls. right? Uh, I believe so. Oscar still Robertson, there? I think okay, he's still playing there. Nice. Yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's it's it, it was great to hear uh, Dale and Pat back together um, definitely brought me back to, gosh, before I was even in high school. It was uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time a, to hear enough. that. And stop talking about how young you are. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. But yeah, it's just it's just awesome to hear those guys. They're so great. Mm-hmm. And uh, just one more time, beautiful. And who knows? You know, maybe in the in the coming years there'll be special events where they bring them in. I yeah, it definitely feels like Pat Foley. The plans for him are not, you know. At the end of this season, yeah, you're done. He will never be seen for or heard from again. Though it, it seems like it'll be, you know, he'll. I'm sure he'll, you know, if he'll do the convention, he'll do, you know, some some spot appearances, things like that. I'm for sure expect that to be the case. Just no TikToks. We know that for sure. Yeah, that that won't be the thing. <laughs> him, <laughs> him and him and Luke Stuckmeyer are probably not uh, too too versed in the TikToks. There you go. Hey, I just had to learn Discord to do my AMA during the intermission day. And thanks to everybody who joined us there. If you want to do that, make sure you join CHGO, become a member. But the best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I told you about unlocking the membership earlier. But now... Points bets new feature. You need to know about this as the playoffs begin. Live NBA same game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. And remember, online sign up is available in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish. All from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So despite the 6-4 loss, there were some positives in this game. And of course, when Greg joins us from the UC, we'll get to our four stars of the night. But Kirby Doc with two points, yep. including a really nice goal sort of in garbage time. But nice to see him wheel with the puck, have an opportunity to shoot, and... Shoot it. Yeah. He did it. He it, shot the puck and it went it's, in. It's amazing what happens when you put the puck towards the net. Really? Like you can sometimes score a goal that way. Yeah. I thought he, I think recently his game is starting to come around a little bit. And a couple shows ago, we played the audio from Derek King talking about his, I don't know, like his change in how he's handling his 
career, right? I think handling frustration, frustration. And yeah. yeah. And when things aren't going well, he's getting better at handling them in a better and more mature way. And I think that is starting to translate on the ice. And and hopefully I think we can kind of tease it. We're supposed to have Derek King here in studio on Wednesday. Uh, we're waiting for a time on that. Uh, as soon as we know, you will know, but the expectation is that Derek King will join us here live from our studios on Wednesday. So Keep your eye out for that time. We're going to have some great questions for him. If you've got some during the show, you can throw them in a the chat. You can send them. Send us an email if you want. I'm j at allchgo.com. Or just send tweets, put them in the Discord, and we'll we'll get some questions asked for you. So we're really looking forward and to yeah. sitting down and drinking a few beers with Derek King. Yeah, I, the, the fridge is stocked for whenever yeah. uh, Derek King gets here. But, yeah, I mean, it, I, it'll be really cool to uh, to be able to talk with him and um, you know, kind of, kind of pick his brain in a in a setting that um, you don't really get the chance to do too often, right? And uh, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to uh, to talk with him and kind of get his perspective as the uh, as the season comes to a close, a, a season full of uh, a lot of surprises this year with the with the Blackhawks and uh, a lot of challenges, and and there's going to be challenges ahead, and um, it'll be interesting to see if you know if Derek King ends up being the guy to face those challenges as, as head coach moving forward. I think, you know, the, the, the decision whoop, hitting the mic, the decision about, you know, what, what the Blackhawks could or should do um, with head coach beyond this year is, is, is still kind of cloudy. I, I still think you and I are in agreement that Derek King, it, it, it does no harm to give him at least next year right. to kind of figure out if, if he's, if he's someone that'll be around for a couple more seasons, give him uh, an off season, give him his call on the coaching staff and give him a training camp to, to get a team prepared, um, have some more rapport with whatever veterans are going to be, uh, in the organization and, and on the team next season. Obviously he has a rapport with most of the young players that are, uh, that have been here or are going to be here. Um, so I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. Um, you know, as far as we know, still, uh, he's just the interim coach, but, um, I, I, I can't see the harm in at least giving him next season to either figure out, you know, what, what kind of development we can see in the young players, or if it, if it doesn't work out, then, then you go with someone new. Part of me is feeling like they're just waiting for a win to name him the official head coach. <laughs> and it's just like, well, they haven't had a chance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got a comment in the uh, comments that makes sense from Joseph. He says uh, the doc goal was great. Wish he'd do more of that. I think it's coming. Yeah. I think it's coming. I think we need to, and I, I'm guilty of this too. If you've listened to me on podcasts, I've been really hard on Kirby doc. And I think we all need to kind of zoom out a little bit and put the frustration of the season away and just remember how young he is. Remember that he's had a lot of, obstacles in his in the way of his development from injuries to being on bad teams to COVID shortened seasons to all these sort of things and look the fact that he was never given an opportunity to go to Rockford and develop these are all things that may have stunted his development it doesn't necessarily mean though that he's not going to develop and the recent trend I would say has the arrow pointed up so yeah Mm -hmm. we'll see I'm, I'm not ready to say great pick at number three he might be hockey Mitch Trubisky he might be <laughs> just a guy who was overdrafted and there's yeah. too high of expectations on him because of that. But if I recall correctly, no one had him picked as the number three overall pick. He was seven, eight, nine, and that sort he of was, a tier. He was in that that interchangeable group between yeah, between picks like three and nine where 
you could you could see it, but he definitely was not the consensus, yeah, not, not among, consensus. among the fans at at that point. Um, and and yeah, I I think I think Doc's development is starting to turn the right corner. Um, you know, I I I, th- I think we we we've talked this into the ground, but yes, his his development was stunted. Injuries were were definitely part of it. Lack of confidence. Um, is something that can can really derail a player's development, especially at, at his age. And I think you know tonight's goal should hopefully be a confidence booster because so. not not only is it just you know getting a goal, like it wasn't like it was ah he was just sitting in front of the net and it bounced off his ass into the net. No, it was like that was the kind of move you want to see from Kirby Doc, where he can you know get to the net and and finish at a you know pretty sharp angle. And that's something that you know not not every player has the the skill to do. So, seeing it come from Doc is 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 great to see both from a a fan perspective and from you know his comp, build, building his confidence well, and moving forward. The other thing too is the Taves goal, where he was driving the net, another inch on his stick, and he that would have been his. Mm-hmm. But the, like you said, that's what you want to see. You want to see Kirby going to the net to the crease. As long as he's playing center, like he did in this game, won fifty percent of his draws. By the way, there you go, one and one. Hey, fifty <laughs> percent is fifty percent. Fifty percent, fifty percent. That's what you want to see. And I did like that goal. Mm-hmm. The fact that he used his skill, trusted his skill to shoot. It's it seems like such a easy thing to do, but when your confidence is struck, and your the whole team is reeling and nothing is going right. Mm-hmm. It's easy to second guess everything you do. He kept it simple and it worked. And I hope that starts, you know, the more he does that, the more positive the results should be. And I think that could be really the thing to catapult his career because I really do think a lot of what's happening with Kirby and his struggles is mental. Mm -hmm. I think he's putting too much pressure on himself to live up to the pick. He knows, like we all do, that his success will very could very well dictate the next era of Blackhawks hockey. Yeah. If Kirby Doc is not at least an elite number two center, then this rebuild is stunted even more than we thought. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely put it, you know, behind a significant amount of time. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the one of the things that that Derek King had mentioned leading up to this game was that he wanted more players to be selfish more and take more shots, yep. take more chances. And Kirby Doc is definitely one of those players that I, I believe he was, you know, challenging to say, "Hey, like we need more from you." Um, and and it was it was great to see it tonight. And and I think, you know, when when a player's confidence is not as high as he would like it to be, when he's playing with, with Doc, when he's playing in a top six role and is oftentimes seeing himself play alongside. Alex Dabrinkit, um, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, like it's easy to start deferring and say, well, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not getting it going. Let me get it to someone who is. And tonight, you know, he was, he was on a line with, with uh, Sam Lafferty and Lucas Reichel. So deferring isn't really an option for him. Right. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to, in his role, be the guy that is going to start driving play. So I think that was, you know, a, a good lineup change to kind of shift his mentality a little bit. If, if, you know, if, if that came into play, I think that that's 
a good move by King and, and benefited for Doc. And two, I, I you know, on the on the power play goal from from Taze where um, you know, Doc was driving to the net and it ended up going off the the defenseman. Um, you know, that that forwards group was Taze, Kane, Doc, and Reichel. Like yeah. that's that's a move to say, okay, here are our two vets who are, you know, the pillars of the team. And here are our two young guys who we hope can turn yeah. into the next pillars of the team. Put them out there, see what they can do. And put them with Eric Gustafson, but see what those four <laughs> forwards can do. And, uh, and yeah, it ended up being, being positive. So I, I think these kinds of combinations we'll see in the next uh, 10 games as we get to the end of the season here. And, you know, hopefully some of these young guys can – uh, you know, get some get some positive positivity rubbed off uh, on on their games, uh, finishing the year. And and with Reichel, I mean, if it's two games or if it's the rest of the regular season, we don't know. But it seems like every game he's played, he has not looked out of place. Right. But he also hasn't really made the jump to where it's just like, oh yes, that's that's it. That's I will the kid. Say, I do think tonight was his best. Mm-hmm. He was the One most noticeable best, yeah. and most effective here. And I, I do think that I was actually thinking about this during the game as we were watching, and your point is good about deferring to Taves or Kane. I wonder if guys on this team kind of do feel sometimes obligated to force the puck to those guys now and again. Not saying that either of them is demanding that, but when you've got a young guy and then two Hall of Famer, a, a young team mm-hmm. and two Hall of Famers, of course, a guy like Sam Lafferty is going to be like, well, I'm just going to get it to Taves and, right. for, and do what I can to get it to him so he can do what he does. It takes instincts away. It's what we're talking about. And I'm not, I'm not trying to blame those guys for anything, but I do think it's just a, it is a mental thing that players probably think about during a game. And I think that's why I like tonight's lines mm-hmm. because you had Taves with Kane and Kurashev, and this is the best Kurashev has looked in a long time. Doc Reichel and Lafferty, as you mentioned, and you're right. I think Doc took that opportunity to, if there's someone on that line who's being deferred to, right now it's Kirby Doc. Right. Right, which is crazy, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that he took that and shined, and I think Reichel, like I just said, had his best game so far as a pro. Lafferty was more noticeable than usual. So I sort of like what he's doing with the lines right now, with what he did tonight, and I'd like to give that another game or two to see how it goes. Yeah, and I think one of the, you know, one of the underrated things that we saw tonight was the the play of the fourth line with Kachuk, Johnson and Entwistle. I mean, they they were pretty aggressive. Um Boris Kachuk got got his first first goal as a member of the Blackhawks, which was which was great to see. Um and and Entwistle who's been, you know, kind of bouncing around the lineup, um he was he was able to have a a pretty solid game. So the fourth line was was clicking tonight, which was, you know, a positive thing to see. Those are three young players who likely have a, a spot with the with the team next season and you know we'll see how they uh how 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 they develop um but yeah I think the, the you know the lineups uh the lineup change I, I I liked it 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 seemed to work out the only line that really didn't have uh much much going and ended up getting shifted around was the old Otters line with Strom yeah. Radish and Debrinkit um which I mean these guys, Strom and Debrinkat obviously have played together with the Blackhawks for the last few seasons. But I mean, it's we it's funny we were we were talking about it before the game. You know, you you, you throw the the old junior teammates together and and hoping that you know oh yeah. they can they Find can that old chemistry they can get that get that spark <laughs> back. It's like 
okay, well, they played together seven years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I don't know how much spark is still uh, is still left between the three of them. But yeah, I mean, I think the uh, you know Kurashev looked looked good, um, and and when you put Kane and Taze together, it makes that option to defer to one of them takes it away from the three other lines. So yeah, and and Taze too, um, he's he seemed a little bit more noticeable in yeah, this game. For sure. Yep. A little bit more. I don't, I don't know if it was just playing with Kane that, you know, just kind of gave him a little bit extra boost tonight. But, um, you know, if, if, if that's what you got to do to, uh, you know, get a little bit more out of him the final 10 games, so be it. Yeah, so be it. Uh, Greg is ready to join us from the United Center. Before we bring him in, we want to tell you about our buddy Kent Simpson of the Simpson Law Group. After over a decade of prosecuting homicide cases, as an assistant Cook County State's attorney, he opened his own firm, over 20 years ago, he specializes in all forms of personal injury cases, including injuries as a result of accidents, including cars, trucks, motorcycles, bicycles, boats, planes, and buses, construction accidents, nursing home abuse, medical negligence and birth injuries, slip and fall cases, and injuries as a result of hazardous drugs or products. Look, if someone's stupidity got you injured, Ken Simpson is your man. His firm's results speak for themselves with millions recovered for their clients. Simpson Law Group charges you no fees unless they win for you. So call now for a free consultation, 312-332-2107, or visit SimpsonLawGroup.com. Don't go off sides. Go top shelf. Call now, 312-332-2107, or SimpsonLawGroup.com. That's S-I-N-S-O-N lawgroup.com. Let's bring in Greg Boyson right now from the press box at the United Center. Hello, Greg. How are you, my friend? Hello. Can you guys hear me? Nah, we got yeah, you now. Got yep. you. All right, there we are. Technology is wonderful until it's not, but there here we, we are. We got you, Greg. Go ahead. All right. Well, yeah, we, uh, um, it's, uh, well, it's a lot of the same old stuff we've been seeing a lot, a little better effort overall, I think, but again just too many too many defensive breakdowns too many turnovers and not enough goaltending when you needed it what was um the messaging from king uh, after after this game because what we had heard in the last few few games few efforts where you know it's the same old you know can't play 60 minutes we need more effort blah 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 uh, what was what was the messaging from him after this one where it seemed like they played a better game it just the bounces weren't in their favor even though they got some favorable bounces yeah he was a lot more positive tonight um you know he said he was fairly happy with with the line combinations uh said that that fourth line with johnson and ed whistle and kachuk played really well was really happy with what he got out of them uh you know was praised Kershev for taking advantage of his opportunity playing with Kane and Taves. And, uh, you know, he said that, you know, the, the outer line was okay. Um, uh, but he said he'll probably stick with these lines, let them grow a little bit, let them get a couple more games together and see what happens. He said he, they competed well, they competed better than they had in the past few games. And that was evident on the ice. Uh, just a few bad bounces, and, and he, he went out of his way to say that they could have used a couple more saves there from the goaltenders. So, uh, you know, he's aware of it. You know, he didn't 
he was asked specifically about Kevin Lankinen and, and, you know, just said he had an off night. He says, everybody on this team has had an off night these last seven games, and tonight was his <laughs> night. And, uh, you know, he says they still got to play better in front of him. And, uh, but it was a tough one for, for Lankinen. Yeah, we, we spent the kind of the first segment of the show discussing the Hawks goalie situation. And the way it looks right now, you've got maybe one guy you're somewhat even interested in. And um, Soderblom, who is signed right now, um, Camesso down the road. But goaltending is something they're going to need to address soon because Kevin Lincoln has been given this opportunity to take this job and earn this job. And I think, like, all, all things being equal, the Hawks would love Kevin Lincoln to win this job because he's a super likable guy, good teammate, all those things, good with the fans, but he's just not a good goalie right now. And I know the purpose of a rebuild is to lose, but – if your goaltender is letting you down night after night, that's a really bad environment to be in. You know, you need a guy who can at least hold down the fort a little bit. And look, this was his worst game in a while, but make a big save now and again. You know, I again, I don't really put any of these on him in this game, but now and again, you need your goalie to step up and make a big save when the team needs it, and he's not been able to do that for a while. Yeah, the truth of the matter is currently the Blackhawks do not have an NHL starting goaltender on their roster right now. They don't. I mean, uh-huh. Lincoln and Delia can make good starts, but they're not NHL starters. Um, you know, you know at, at rebound this point, control was, was terrible, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so it might be time to just move on from both of them. And I think when we see what's happened since the trade deadline, this this, this losing streak, I think we have a, a, a better appreciation for how freaking good Marc-Andre Fleury was <laughs> yeah. this year. Yes. And look at his numbers in Minnesota. They're insane. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you, you finally put him on a team that has solid defense in front of him and can give him some goal support. Wow. Amazing, right? You know who would have guessed? Like it's 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 yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's you know you're saying they're not starters. I don't know if I don't know. I don't want to overreact to one game. I need to like, but with pump the brakes. But, but with Lincoln, I'm not sure if not either of them game. are even backups. They're I, yeah, like, I think that they're replacement level backups. Even though Lankanen played really good the last two outings, he still hasn't looked like a confident goaltender for more at all this season even in those two games it was he was fighting the puck and and not tracking it well he seems like it sneaks up on him and he doesn't see it until the last second and then he kicks it right back out to the center of the ice and there's nobody there to help him out and it gets swept right back you know what's amazing is so many of his great saves are the result of some of the giant rebounds he kicks out (laughs) or him losing or him losing track of the puck and having to make a miraculous save to where he should have just seen it in the first place. I, I don't want, I like, I, I like Kevin Lankin. I, I, I don't want to bag on the guy, but as we're evaluating guys who are going to be here when the team's good again, I don't think they have a goalie right now that's signed. That's that will be here in that, at that time. I don't know. Like Soderblom hasn't set the world on fire in Rockford. He's been fine, but he hasn't been a star by any means. He's been Come, good. He's been good, he's been but good. not great. Right. Um, I mean, he's 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 first year in North America, and sure. he's, he's leading the team as they're making a playoff push. So it's pretty good. But but yes, to the point of is he an NHL goalie yet? No, I don't see it. Right. Well, so right, Drew Camesso right is the best. Is, right now, Soderblom is what Lankinen was two years ago. 
Yes, that's a good, very good point. That's yeah. he's exactly what they like. Wow, where did this kid come from Europe? And he's doing really good in the AHL. Maybe we got something <laughs> here. Maybe we do, or maybe we got Swedish Kevin Lincoln. Another Kevin Lincoln. Yeah. So, so I I did see that Patrick Kane talked to the media after after <laughs> the game, um, and and was asked about you know the the team being engaged this this last stretch of the year. What did he have to say about that? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> he, uh, that was, that was asked at, uh, by, by Phil Thompson, who, as we've learned from the Tribune this year, is definitely not afraid to ask a question that might, you know, upset a player. Uh, that was the last question we got from Kane. I don't know if that was planned or not, but he basically just said, you know, he was asked, is everybody on this team engaged right now? And he just flat out said, yes, for sure. And that was it. He mm. wasn't gonna, he didn't take the bait and he wasn't going to, <laughs> call even, wasn't you know, going to out his team out, for not being engaged. He wasn't going to call out anybody or call out himself or anything like that. He just said, yeah. yep, they're all engaged. So hey, you, you got to ask the question, though. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Know? And uh, yeah. it, it was asked and he answered it rather quickly. Uh, you know, he wasn't didn't appear to be in the uh, the greatest of moods tonight, but that could be expected. You know, he's a very competitive guy and, yeah. and doesn't like losing. And that's all they've been doing lately. So pretty much what you expect seven in a row 10 of their last 12 they have lost so yeah I, I can imagine a guy like Patrick Kane who does not like to lose not in a good mood and I mean if he does not like to lose all that much it makes me wonder how much losing he will take mm-hmm. in the next uh next year or so but yeah I, I, you know as far as questioning the team being engaged they looked very they looked more into this game tonight than they had uh, against Seattle and against Arizona, which, like you said at the beginning of the show, Jay, moral victory, I guess. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're showing some GAF, but it's still not enough to, to put you over the top of a team like Dallas who's fighting for their playoff lives. Yeah, the yeah. effort was there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the guys were skating hard, you know. A guy like Sam Lafferty was noticeable all night. Uh, you know, uh, Boris Kachuk, who, who who just this morning said, hey, it's not my job to score goals. And he had a, a big goal there that tied the game for a few seconds at least. <laughs> just a little bit of time. Yeah. I, one guy who I thought played well, and, and we'll get to our fourth star here in a minute and let you go, Greg, was Alex Vlasic. Obviously, the, the most he's played all season – he played uh, 1455, three shots on goal, uh, one more missed shot, and delivered a hit. Also credited with a block shot. We saw him offensively taking a lot of chances. I liked what I saw from Vlasic in this game. And if he's going to be here, he might as well be playing. I mean, you know, it, it, I liked the fact that they gave, gave him as much ice time as they did tonight. 1455, like I said, 20 shifts. Um, I thought he was solid. And we got a glimpse of okay, this is why this guy's on the roster now. I thought he looked really solid in this game. Yeah, he was engaged offensively, which is not what we've heard is his his game. You know, he's supposed to be that classic stay-at-home guy where he said he had three shots and he was, he was pinching in at times and was very active in the offensive zone. By far his best uh, NHL game, but, you know, that was a low bar to, to hop over. <laughs> um, but he, he had some time with Seth Jones there in the third period. And, um, you know, this morning Derek King said he wants his team to be more selfish when it comes to shooting the puck. He says they pass too much. It's, it's 
anybody with eyeballs the last couple of weeks <laughs> knows that. And, uh, you know, we've complained about it. And he said he wanted everybody to be more selfish when it came, comes to taking shots. And he got that. They got 40 shots on goal. 17 of the 18 skaters had at least one shot on goal. The only guy that didn't get a shot on goal was Reese Johnson. Uh, but he was effective in other ways. I thought he had a pretty good game um, doing what he does. So, you know, Derek King got what he wanted. He said they talked about shooting more. They definitely shot more. And, you know, Vlasic took that message to heart. Riley Stillman was another guy. I think he had four shots on goal. So the defense was trying to activate the offense. And, you know, they had four goals. On, on, on most nights, four goals is going to win you a hockey game. Uh, just not tonight. In theory. All right, let's get to our fourth stars of the game. Um, I will go first because we usually go left to right. I'm going to take Alex Vlasic, who we just talked about. Thought he had a really solid performance uh, given the biggest chance he's been given in his career, and he took and ran with it. So he's mine. Greg, who do you got? <laughs> I am going to go – look at that. I love that. I'm going to go with uh, Philip Kershev, who uh, went from healthy scratch to playing on a line with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. And he, he took that opportunity, and he did a good job. He had a goal tonight. Granted, it was he was he got a goal trying to pass the puck to Patrick Kane. But, hey, you make a play. You went to try and make a play, and he got rewarded with a goal. He had a couple more shots on goal. He had a really good scoring chance uh, late in the third period, couldn't convert. But he was noticeable. He had some power play time. Got a lot of ice time tonight. I mean, when you're playing with Patrick Kane, you're going to be on the ice a lot. Uh, it was one of his biggest uh, – most – ice time he's had all season. I don't know if it was the most, but it was definitely in the top three or four. So Kershev got the opportunity, made the most of it, and it sounds like he's going to get at least another game up there with 19 and 88. And I'm going to go with uh, the aforementioned goal scorer, Boris Kachuk. Uh, got his first point and first goal as a member of the Blackhawks. Uh, tonight had two shots, two hits, 10 minutes of ice time. Uh, glad to see that he, you know, Literally got the monkey off his back after he uh, took after it off and threw it after he scored that goal. So um, yeah, that was good to see for him. I, again, he you know came off came over in the in the Brandon Hagel trade uh, along with Taylor Radish, and you know he's he's cheap. He's got two more years on his contract after this year. It seems like he's kind of found a home on the on the fourth line in the bottom six rotation with the Blackhawks. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping he can uh, he can you know use this as a little bit of a of a jumping off point and. And uh, continue to uh, to improve down the stretch here, but yeah, Boris Kachuk. I think this is the first time he's been nominated uh, as a fourth yeah. star this year. In my time here, I that's for so. sure. So I'm, I, but as much as I as as much as I like that, I Jay. To your point, I was very encouraged by uh, the game that Alex Vlasic played tonight. Um, the most ice time he got uh, was definitely uh, very. Uh, gazelle-like out there getting into the office <laughs> getting in the offensive zone so i will uh i will go with alex vlasic on this one i don't know where uh where greg stands on it though no i think that was a that's a good pick that's who i wanted to pick but then i was informed jay already yeah. had him so you know there you go yeah, yeah my picking early the, the disadvantage <laughs> of not being uh on the couches with you guys is i got screwed out of my pick but that's okay uh i will i will i will gladly uh give up uh, Kershev and go with Vlasic here. If this is what we're going to get going forward, if this is the game that kind of jump starts not only his confidence, but Derek King's confidence in him, I'm all for it. 
All right. So Alex Vlasic will uh, be the the CHGO fourth star tonight. He will uh, have a uh, shirt from our dope merch store sent to him. Do those do those come in tall sizes? We're gonna need to get yeah. Really that's gonna long definitely need to be like a like a th- two or three X to, uh, to to fit. In. There are three X's available for my fellow fat people. There you go. I've got I have no fear. You're <laughs> accommodated. You go. We got your back. And you know what's interesting about Vlasic as I, as um, you know, as we're, as we're talking about him here is that, you know, as, as the season winds down, we'll see uh, if and when he ends up going to Rockford. And news out of Rockford earlier yep. today was that Ian Mitchell will be out for the next one to two weeks, basically shutting him down for the rest of the AHL regular season. We don't really know if that'll stretch, stretch beyond uh, that two-week period, but hopefully not. But it's interesting that this could be an opportunity to – you know, after playing a few games with Chicago to get Vlasic down to the AHL level yep. and get, get him into the rotation in Ian Mitchell's uh, position and get him some significant ice time with games that, you know, with the, with the ice hogs, games that matter, you know, right. games that are going to be a little bit more uh, ramped up in, in intensity as they're, you know, pushing for the playoff spot. So that's, that's something that, you know, we can keep an eye on, but again, you know, it kind of depends on what happens with the Blackhawks, their own injury situation yeah. with Connor Murphy, who was has been back skating, but we don't know if, if he's going to be back in the next couple of games. Yeah, there hasn't been much of an update on him, but he spoke. I think Ben Pope wrote it. He, he's back skating, feeling good, happy to be back with the team, but it remains to be seen. Any concussions are – every one of them is a different case, so when he's back, he's back. And look, I mean – at this point, it might make some sense just to shut him down for the year, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Now there's a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but there's a situation in Rockford that uh, needs addressing, and they have stressed the importance of this team doing well in the playoffs, so wouldn't shock me to see uh, an adjustment made soon. Greg, we're going to let you go. No, it's been a long day, man. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on sure. Tuesday. All right, sounds good, boys. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Uh, a couple people in the chat, uh, Ryan specifically, Asking, are there any UFA goalies available that the Hawks could bring in to kind of bridge the gap to Camesso, which is my favorite Robert Redford movie, The Bridge to Camesso. <laughs> um, Marc-Andre Fleury? No. Miko Koskinen, 34 years old. Uh, Darcy Kemper, 32. Is he going anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine if, if Colorado does well and gets beyond the second round for once. That they let Kemper go. How about Eunice Carposalo? He's not going to come to Chicago. Why do you say that? Because he he's gonna he's gonna be coveted on the free agent market. True, he's only twenty eight. Whether it's you know uh, warranted or not, and I don't think he's going to come to a team that's going to be rebuilding with bad defense in front of him. There's just not a lot to be super excited about on this list. No, uh, it's either really old or really expensive. Or like you said, if you're not either of those, it's someone who's going to have some demand and is going to want to sign elsewhere. Well, and, and yeah, so if you're looking at the free agent market, you're looking at someone who's probably like hoping that they can still get another NHL contract or looking at it and being like, oh, well, I could go battle for a starting position in Chicago because they're terrible and I'm not a real NHL center or a NHL starter. So there's an opportunity there. So which again, I, the the free agent market, I don't think 
is some somewhere that the Blackhawks should be putting a lot of emphasis on for the goaltending position. Um, I, you know, I, but before the game today, I was, I was in the office. I had some, some time to kill before the game started. So I, I, you know, opened it up on Twitter to, uh, to some questions and, and someone, someone said, you know, are the, are the Blackhawks in on Dryden McKay, the, the recent Hobie Baker winner from Minnesota state? Um, probably not, but I don't know. But at this point, why not say, Hey, you want to come to the NHL and have a shot at a starting job, Mr. Hobie Baker winner? Sure. Come on in Downers Grove's own. Hey, there's another storyline. The Blackhawks like in-state players, Come on down. Like you, at this point, throw throw some goaltenders at the wall, see who sticks, and 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 go from there. Again, bridging the gap to to when Camezo is is NHL ready, I think, is starting to become more of the outlook for goaltending. I don't think the thought of bring back Mark Andre Fleury cheap is is realistic. And he's not going to want to do that. No, as he, much as he loved it here, to. he's not going to. He's going to play in Minnesota. Play with yeah. a good team, win some games, and be like, "Hey, I like playing with a good team and winning games. I, why would I go back to Chicago?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's better? <laughs> you know what's better than losing? Winning. Winning. Mm. Exactly. My column, Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell us about that good coffee you got in your cup there? Yes, I, I am will. excited. Mine is ready to arrive. My Strava coffee is on the way. You are ready to. I got my tracking info, and I am just sitting on my porch with my Yeti, <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> For the male person just to deliver pour it right pour it right in there just give me the grounds and i'll go to the hose <laughs> you are ready to start your day with a competitive edge well if you are like jay and want to also uh, have that competitive edge strava cvd coffee is for you and it is a game changer it has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life strava delivers delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum cbd cbd from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains plus including cbd into your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best the best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the promo code CHGO25 at checkout. Already love Strava Coffee? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Cannot wait. Yes, Cannot, I'm, I, I am excited to uh, to get into the Strava CBD coffee myself. I've got a few more minutes to go here. We're going to take some uh, questions from the chat. Ryan brings up uh, Peter Morazic, uh from the Leafs. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that's I think Ryan yeah. is on the right track. That's yeah. that's what we're looking at. We're looking because, at because getting him will likely get you something back from the Leafs for it. We yes. talked about it at as the trade deadline was approaching um, when the possibility of Marc-Andre Fleury going to Toronto was was out there. The possibility of, of that happening and bringing back Peter Morazic as a stopgap goaltender, as someone who the Leafs probably want to get rid of so they would have more incentive to do so and be able to give you something 
along with Mrazek to say, hey, thanks for taking this contract off of our hands. Um, that option is still out there, but I don't know if it's as if, if there's as much you know gusto behind it as there there maybe was a few weeks ago. Yeah. So Mrazek, uh, he is hurt right now. He has two more years left on his deal at three point eight million. Uh, he's thirty years old. It's, You're right. This is yeah. something you could say. Look, you guys need him gone. Throw in a decent prospect. We'll take or him a off pick your hands. Or whatever. Yeah. And it and it, right or a draft pick, and it makes perfect. This is the kind of guy that may maybe not him specifically, but this is the sort of thing to be looking for mm-hmm. a a replacement level NHL starter to come in there and just fill the gap while you develop your your goalie prospects or draft somebody or whatever. He's a, a fine option to hold down the fort and be good enough to keep you in games that you're playing well in. I think that's a really good fit, and it's about time the Hawks start parlaying, taking on some bad contracts and mm-hmm. getting some prospects like Carolina did from them and like Columbus did from them and like so many other teams have done to the Hawks. It's time for the Hawks to get back and do that themselves and say, we'll take your crappy contract back, but you're taking something. They did a little bit with Tyler Johnson Mm -hmm. to get rid of the Brent Seabrook deal. You took bad for bad, but now it's time to really kind of take advantage of these teams that are cap strapped, trying to win and, and, and gain some advantage from it. This is a perfect time for it. Yeah. And that's, that's gotta be part of their, their rebuilding blueprint is to start, you know, accumulating more, draft capital, more um, prospects into the system through moves like that. You look at a team like Arizona, who obviously their rebuild is not completed. No. Um, but they were they were and still kind of are a destination for getting rid of bad contracts and taking in prospects and draft picks to do that. Right. And I think the Blackhawks would be better served to take a little bit of that strategy. Now, are they going to be completely gutted and bottomed out like the Coyotes? I hope not. That will be uh, very hard to yeah, <laughs> talk about for an 82 game season. You're not but be a season ticket member with that. Yeah, but it'll be you know it'll be something that they can uh, that they can open the door to doing and starting to because you know we've talked about it. The prospect system is is not robust. It's right. it's Lucas Reichel and it's a bunch of pretty solid defensemen. There's no stars. There's no up-and-coming star in nope. the prospect system. So they, they, they got to build up from there, and rebuilding teams, they, they need to have young talent to, to point to and to build with. We've got a super chat from Brandon Sikora. Super chat. I wonder if he's related to former Blackhawk Michael Sikora, acquired along with Ulf Dowlin for Blackhawks goaltender Eddie Belfour in the San Jose Ooh, trade. Maybe. Do I remember mundane crap? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Dale did great. It was great. Uh, if you have it on DVR, go back and watch it. Usually, NBC Sports will replay the game the next game. Worth watching just to hear Pat and Dale. Yeah, it was break good. down again. I thought that his break. I I loved his breakdown of Seth Jones. It was some of the best analysis yeah. I've seen all year. And if you have five of them, you got a chance. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, you have five sets, five more Seth Joneses. You can compete for something. Yeah, and that, ain't that the truth, man? Um, but yeah, it was great, and was he was good. critical where he needed to be. Uh, and I wrote one thing I enjoyed was Pat Foley taking every opportunity to credit Dale for the cup, for the yeah, cups, for the, this, he, mm-hmm. he said pointedly, this is the guy who built this team. He did that for both the Blackhawks and talents work, getting the Panthers to where they are now. Yeah. He, he, 
he gave him full credit, which he deserves. Stan Bowman guided the ship that Dale Talon built and handed And to Stan does deserve some credit. Like, I know it's people hate him, and his last five years were pretty disastrous, but he did navigate a lot of the cap stuff and got two more cups, yes, with Talon's core, but a lot of those moves that he made to solidify the roster, he deserves credit for. And some of the picks he made, Saad and Teravainen and mm-hmm. the goalies he was able to find, and he, he did a lot of good stuff too. But the the core pieces, the the, the Seabrook, Keith, yes. Kane, Taze, that's all Talon. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was good to hear that. And um, you know, if you're if if you're looking for kind of that that second wave of of how the Blackhawks were built, I mean you look at this Panthers team with with the players that they have and uh, a lot of a lot of that credit goes to to Talon as well. So, yeah, it was it was good to hear the uh, the, the credit being given to him he, on the broadcast. I like too. He also brought up um, that he really wanted Robertson, Jason Robertson, and they he was picked 39th overall when the Panthers picked 40th. <laughs> so could you imagine now them also having? I don't know who they ended up taking at 40, but they could also have this Jason is my Robertson. Favorite game. Give me a second. Um, that would be. It's, he's he is a, a great evaluator of talent. I got in a Twitter conversation with somebody saying, "No offense to Kyle Davidson, but I'd rather have Dale re- starting the rebuild." And it's seventy one. I don't know if he wants to be back into hockey. I just don't. I don't know if he wants to do. I'm not saying to be clear. Is he capable of doing a job? I think so. I think so. I just don't know if at this point in his life and his career that he wants to go into handle the day to day high demand of being an NHL GM. That's that's a lot of work. The guy's done it all. He's done a great job. I, I don't know if he if that's even something he wants to do. But I'd sure pick his brain. If he's looking to get yeah. back into hockey, why wouldn't Kyle David say say, hey, come and be my special adi- my special advisor. Come help us out. They could find something for Dale Talon to do. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, nothing nothing wrong with with you know creating some sort of consultant role. And, and yeah, like you said, like picking his brain and, and seeing, you know, cause he obviously has the eye for it. Yep. And, and Kyle Davidson should, you know, shouldn't turn down any, any kind of uh, help at this point to kind of see, you know, what, what best practices are, what, you know, what people who have been here and, and, and have had success have done. The Scotty Bowman role, mm-hmm. right? Bring in the guy who's done it before, pick the brain now and again. And don't let him hire his son. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so the 40th pick, uh, the one that came after Jason Robinson, Jason Robertson, uh, to the Florida Panthers was Alexi Heponiemi, who is a forward from Finland, born uh, January 9th, which is one day before my birthday, oh. but in 1999. Uh, and he is with the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL, 36 points in 51 games. So not too bad. Still a prospect. But not Jason Robertson. Not Jason Robertson by any means. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of chgo blackhawks reminder we are always presented by points bet use that promo code chgo when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars we are off tomorrow we're back tuesday for post game we are expecting to have Derek king in studio with us wednesday afternoon keep your eye on the time for that it's still tbd but we do expect to have Derek king with us the three of us uh, on wednesday so uh, make sure you are following the show on twitter at chgo underscore blackhawks make sure you're following all of our social media accounts it's at chgo sports our tiktok is really great casey standahart does a wonderful job so make sure you're following us everywhere on social media and we'll talk to you on tuesday night thanks everybody we appreciate it we'll talk to you next time